0: woke up early this morning, like I do most Sunday mornings, and um, it was getting it pouring rain this morning. I was like, Lord, I know we need to rain, but it'd be real nice if it would stop in Jesus' name. Amen. Right. And so we got tons of rain. We needed it, and now it's nice outside. And I just, I thought about some things. Um, just, I walked in here this morning, and we really do have kind of a routine that we like to do. And so we walk around and pray around here and walk through and pray. Um, It was just so neat, everything was perfect. It smelled good in here and I just, I was just thankful and I just wanted to express to y'all my my gratitude for every one of you that volunteer and every one of you that give of your time. Uh, We're just really thankful for you and I want you to know that because it goes unspoken so often and even when we celebrated it like a team night or on uh, Facebook or something like that, I don't know that it's really enough and so I just want to tell you, God is using you in the parking lot through the kids area, uh, everyone that greets, everyone. I just want to tell you I'm thankful, and y'all are awesome. Awesome. I I feel like, hey, I never forget the band. Thank you. Never forget the band. They're awesome. And I love singing uh, with them and praising Jesus and then getting to preach after an awesome worship team. They're they're, uh, they're certainly a blessing. And so I I just want to kind of tell y'all, Uh, This is going to be a little bit different today, uh, but it's still about prayer and we're going to continue in the series. But today's going to be a little bit different because maybe uh, you feel like I do. And so I want to kind of paint a picture of what I think the problem with prayer is for most people. All right. So if y'all grew up in church and if you didn't, just hang with me because this is really good that you didn't in this scenario uh, because you'll understand if you did. And I believe probably most of us will know what I'm talking about. But how many of y'all have ever been in a small group, I need a show of hands, that have prayed? Like you sat in a circle and you prayed for stuff, show me, show me your hands. So like most of us, right? And so here's what happens, we sit down. Hopefully y'all can still see me. I'm big. We sit down and, and you pray around, right? And so the thing that you're hoping for first is please don't call on me first, right? Y'all know what I mean? Because we're going to start with you and we're going to end with you, right? And you're like, please, Lord Jesus, I'm praying now, right? Don't call on me and, and don't finish with me. I want to be somewhere in the middle, but I want to have time. This is what we think. I want to have time to think about what I'm going to say before I pray, right? Because that's prayer. That's prayer. Okay, I need to say, like, I need to sound good, and I need to make sure that all my words are together. And then once we prayed, I'm telling y'all, it's probably just me, you know, it one like The people are like a foot away from me. You can reach out and touch them. But when you've closed your eyes for a while, maybe it is me because it's ADD. But it, it, it feels like even though they're right beside me, that they're like 30 feet away from me after about three minutes of prayer. And I can, I'm like, are they still there? Because it, it feels like they're so far away. And then we all start wandering in our prayers, right? We all just, we, we start wondering. And when you're by yourself, this is probably even worse because I know it is for me when I'm praying and I got my eyes closed. I'm like, Lord, I'm praying for this thing and, and I'm praying that you'll do big things and I'm praying that you'll do all this. And then all of a sudden, I'm just praying for like rabbits and stuff. And I'm like, what just happened? That's literally a rabbit trail. It's getting crazy up in here. And it, it's, just, it's just frustrating, right? Like, and I don't understand what do I pray. And if any of y'all feel that way, I know I understand I'm on the same page. And then we feel this tension, because we've been praying and believing and seeing stuff move, and, and then it's like this, but, but what, what about praying for stuff that I want? Like, is that a sin? Is, and, and is it a sin, like, what, what am I exactly supposed to do? Because God's not a genie lamp, and we believe that, that, I, that the only time I go to him is not just when I want something, but is it a sin to pray for stuff that I want? And the answer to that is no. I do not believe that it's a sin to pray for what you want, but... Psalms chapter 37 verse 4 says delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But, but you have to go back to last week and understand his kingdom come, his will be done is when I can delight myself in the Lord and when he gives me the desires of my heart. So when once start tying up with him, it changes everything. But today's the need and today is the shift that takes place. And, and I believe that some of y'all, for the very first time, are going to understand what it means to really pray and really be able to call on the Lord because here's what I feel like most of us do. Most of us pray and, and we really want to pray. But then to be bold in our prayers and to boldly go before the throne room is what Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says. It's like, ah, maybe I should apologize when I pray and say, Lord, maybe, uh. And we go timid. And so my hope and my prayer that I've been praying is by the end of today and through the end of this series that you'll start praying bold prayers and that you'll just lay it down and you'll believe God has already done it in Jesus' name because that is our right as kingdom citizens to be able to lay it at his feet and say, it's yours now and your reputation's on the line and here we go. So, starting at... Matthew chapter 6, we're going to repeat. Y'all say it out loud with me. We'll do the best we can. I know somebody, y'all, and it sounds like that when we try to do it together. But y'all just do it. We're going to memorize it. Ready? Here we go. In this manner, therefore, pray. Ready? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Stop right there. Have y'all ever noticed when you do the Lord's Prayer together, it sounds kind of kingdom come. Like, And it's like natural. You just start doing it. You like hum it. It's crazy. Anyway, maybe nobody else. Just me. All right. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And Lord, that's our prayer today that you will move mountains because yours is the power and the victory, and the kingdom, and the glory forever. We're believing that, and we're trusting you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Today, the message is the provision of prayer, the provision of prayer. It was the person of prayer week one, and it's a good, good father, right? And then it was the petition of prayer and repetition, and we repeat. And it's a, and it's a bringing to a, a government official, and he's the king of all kings, so he's the best government official. And this week is the provision of prayer, and here's what the word provision means. I'm sorry, I skipped ahead. The word provision means the act or process of supplying or providing something. And he is, listen, this is his name in the Bible. This is one of his names. He's Jehovah Jireh, which literally translates the Lord will Providing. So here's the verse that we're going to look at today. I'm sorry, Josh, go back one. Give us this day our daily bread. And, and there's a couple of things that I hope y'all will notice. Give us this day our daily bread is not a prayer of maybe, please, will you? Do y'all see that? It's, it's give us. It's a declaration of Lord. Give me. What is rightfully mine as a kingdom citizen under your lordship as as following under you and and I know that you've already given them to me so I'm accepting what you've already given and that changes everything because I believe that we come to the Lord like this. Y'all just stay with me because some of y'all don't really think stuff's funny so maybe this will offend you and if it does, I love you, but I'm not trying to. But like, I feel like this is how we pray. Lord Jesus, if maybe someday you could see fit. Like, and, and we go to him scared. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? And then we say, maybe if it's your will. And I feel like it's, Lord, could you and would you and ain't you going to, if I ask you, would you want to be my Jesus tonight? Like, would, is there any chance? Someone's, I saw that y'all some of y'all were offended. I can just see your face. I, I can tell. But isn't that kind of how we do? It's like, please, Jesus, if maybe. And he never wanted you to be in that posture with him. Like, this is what I wonder when I'm praying sometimes. Do I understand who God is when I'm praying? That he knows me better than I know me, and that when I, when I say things, can I just tell y'all, I'm going to lay this down, and some of y'all might be frustrated with it, but I just feel like it's the truth, and I want to y'all to understand it. If I've cussed during the day, I've had a frustrating day, if I've been angry with some of my family, if I've gone crazy, and I've been, like like, moody this week, and I don't know what happened, but this week, somebody talked to me. Like that, both of y'all can talk to me. Like, like there's been a couple days, and I'm like, what's the deal? I don't have to go to God and say, Lord, I feel like maybe I shouldn't go to you because I've been moody. Because he knows I've been moody, y'all. He's God, right? And I don't have to go to him and say, Lord, I've been moody, but I still want to come to you. So maybe if you can hear me. I talk to him in my moodiness because he already knows exactly where I'm at. And I feel like that's a, a big wall that we hit our head on so often, and we say, Yeah, but I can't go to the Lord in prayer because I've sinned today. And one day when I'm not sinning anymore, maybe I can do that. And there will never be a day that you don't struggle in sin. So why not go today? Because I feel like we always hope for tomorrow and that maybe we'll become the person that we can become and then I can start praying in the way that he wants me to pray. And I feel like people that hope that they become will for the rest of their lives hope that they become and never walk in the person that God made them to be. And that is such a huge tension because I think most of us feel that way. Listen, God is God, meaning he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's what the Bible says, and he cannot change. And the result of that is he loves you. Whether you've been terrible and you're crazy and all over the park, or you're in the greatest season of your life and a harvest is falling down, rain is coming down in your life and it's amazing. He loves you the same. And I feel like the reason... That we feel that way. And the reason that we keep walking is because we believe we have to be good enough to go before a king. And we should be. And it doesn't make sense. But guess what? Because you call yourself a follower of Jesus and you've called him Lord, and he's made you a son or daughter. And this is for Christians, but hanging there with me, non Christians. He knows. And you're his son or daughter. And just like you do, parents, with your son or with your daughter. He doesn't doesn't grade you on a scale of if you've been good enough this week. He's made you his son or daughter. And we should always go to him in prayer. The Bible says we should pray without ceasing. And that includes the provision of prayer that I call on him and say, you are my provider. That is literally who you are in your person. And today, this is what we need. And I feel like we feel guilty. And that's why we do the could you, would you, ain't you going to prayers. And that is not God's will for your life. But I do want you to know this. Let me go over provision one more time. This is God's plan for your life. This is God's plan for your life, that he is a provider for you. But look at this. Many people sit in this tension that God God wants to give me everything that I've ever wanted. And some people preach a prosperity gospel. And then some people feel that tension and they let the pendulum swing all the way across and then they start preaching a poverty gospel. I have to sell everything I own. God is mad at me if I have too much. I have to give everything away. And neither one of those are right because, look, God is not a, a poverty God or a prosperity God. He's a provision God. He loves to provide for His people. As a matter of fact, He said it's better to give than receive, which means He loves to give. Get, excuse me, when you give to him and give to others. He loves to receive that. And he loves when you give out of an abundant heart and and when you give freely and you're a cheerful giver like 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says. but, But that's not it. Listen, it's better than that. He loves to give to you. And he loves to show off when you're believing him for something. And you back up and say, you know what? I can't make this happen. Give us this day our daily bread. So, I want to show you today what daily bread means, and I want to kind of walk you through why it's so fascinating that I believe we're much like the Israelites who had daily bread fall. Do y'all know what it's called? Say it out loud. Manna. Manna. So, manna is what we're going to talk about for just a minute, and I want y'all to know that it literally translates in the Bible, what is it? Did y'all know that? It literally translates, what is it? And here's why. Exodus chapter 16, starting in verse 4, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven. Now, if it was about to rain bread from heaven, would y'all be weirded out just a little bit? And I know some of y'all be like, it'd be awesome, it'd be cool. But if it really started raining bread, (laughs) I mean, cats and dogs are one thing, and that's a little weird in the first place, But but bread, like it's crazy, right? And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion. It isn't that fascinating. They could only gather a day's portion, and if they gathered too much, it would rot. And and, and he said, I'm going to provide for you, I'm going to provide for you, I'm going to provide for you. Watch, every day that I may test them whether or not they will walk in my law or not. And here's what he wanted to know. Will you trust me with today's mammon? Will you trust me with today's bread? And here's how I think the tension goes, and then I want to show you verse 15 and just skip ahead. I feel like we do believe God can, and I feel like we've watched God and others do, but I feel like there's no way he can possibly do it in us, and that's the tension that we walk in. God, you can do it, and I believe you're God, but I don't really know that I can trust you to provide for all my stuff, so I'm going to make sure that I got everything taken care of, and this isn't a message that you shouldn't have a 401k, because you should, and you shouldn't like take care of your stuff and have a college fund and... But this is like, I I really believe that we think God is the backup plan. Y'all know what I mean? And he's somewhere back in the back, and maybe someday possibly God can. And God never intended to be the backup plan or, or like the parachute that we can throw out at the last minute and say, Oh, this isn't working, so God, you come on out and save everything and come to the rescue. He goes before me, and he's behind me, and his hand is on my head. He's everything. He's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. And that's what he wants to be in our lives. And, and I believe he starts becoming that mammon, that daily portion in your life when you let him, but he is a gentleman and gives you a free will and he waits on you. And here's what the Israelites said when it began to fall. When the people saw it, when they saw bread coming down from heaven, and I got this out, by the way, this says, co- these are cotton balls, and, and mammon, or mammon, which is similar, manna, but not Manna was like yellowish, but it looked like cotton balls. Uh, so I've been told I haven't ever seen manna in real life fall from heaven, somebody. But, but I think it looked like this. This, by the way, says organic cotton balls. Can anybody explain that to me? Like, is there cotton balls? Not, and why would it matter? <laughs> Gross, right? But, but can y'all just picture it like you walk outside and you say to one another, it's organic at least, right? Praise the Lord. But what is it, right? Like, can you, I know that when it snows, I lose my mind, y'all. I get really excited and say, wow, get the slants out. It's crazy. And then I'm hurting so bad the next day because I forget that things just don't work like they used to. Whew. But I get so excited. But imagine walking out and and the organic cotton's falling from heaven, but you can eat it. And it's amazing. And and then God told, listen, God told you he was going to bring it. God told you he was going to provide a day's portion of bread every single day. It happens, and you say, everybody say it together. What is it? it? Isn't that kind of how we are? Jesus tells us, I'll provide for your needs. Jesus tells us, I got you covered. Jesus tells us, I am the bread of life, and I am with you. And he comes, and he does a miracle in our lives, and we say, who is it? Who was it? What happened? I can explain that. The only explanation is God. And yet we're so much like them. Because when he comes in all his glory, we say, what is it? For they did not know what it was. Now, that's crazy because they had told them. Moses had said, listen, this is what God's going to do. And it fell. And they were like, what is this? Am I supposed to eat that? Because that ain't cooked all the way. Come on, somebody, right? It's weird. And Moses said to them, it's the bread. Hello. That the Lord has given you to eat. He told you what was going to happen. He told you this was going to come. He told you he can trust. And, he's, and, and, and so why don't we believe God? And this is my question, y'all. Why is it that when God does these things, we say, what is it? And why is it that we never pray for the day's portion that God has promised us he would do? And it's because I really believe at the end of the day, this is the tension that we all live in. We know that he can. We just don't know if we fully want to trust him that he will. Here's a thing that happened um, to us this year, and I just thought the Lord wanted me to share it. Um, So, I had a 2002 Saturn. A bunch of y'all saw it. I loved that car so much. It had eh, 350 ish thousand miles on it, but that Joker was nice and it rode, and we had it the whole time we bought it new, and I loved my Saturn, y'all. It was a blessing. One day, my Saturn was riding. Not dirty, but like it was riding, it was going, it was doing, and then all of a sudden it just, boom, and it stopped. And I remember the parking lot that I pulled into and I said, that didn't sound good, right? And if y'all know about cars, I had shot a rod, meaning the head gasket. She gone, right? And and so it was not good. And I tried to like baby it and do some stuff and pour that oil magic stuff that was like honey and nah, it didn't work, shutter. And we're done. Like, it's done. And I know that we had paid everything off. And everything was good. And I could make a car payment. But I knew that if we had a car payment, we were going to get toyed like a toyker, right? It was going to get bad. And, and, I, and I did not want to. And I felt like that it would hinder our ability to give to the Lord and, and to do what we needed to do. And so I just began to pray. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And when it happens, I don't want to say what is it. And here's literally what I prayed, and I want y'all to know this. Lord, it's your reputation that's on the line, because I'm going to tell people that it's going to happen. I'm going to tell people that you're going to put on somebody's heart to give us a car. And I'm going to declare it. And I'm going to sow some seed. Not give a tithe, not, not be obedient and give my first to God at this church, but sow some seed that's a little extra. And in faith, I'm going to start walking and believing. And as God is my witness, this is a true story. Jordan, And I were in my office the morning that I got my car in the afternoon. I had no clue, I promise you. And um, I looked at Jordan and said, The Lord told me this morning that today's the day that I'm getting my car. And he just looked at me and started shaking his head and he smiled. And I said, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know what it's going to look like. But today I'm picking my keys up and I'm just thankful. Lord, this is all you. But I'm going to recognize it when it comes. And Jordan said, Praise the Lord. Now I need y'all to know that in the back of my mind, Even though I'm telling you, I knew that I had heard from the Lord. And I'm telling you, we were believing God. And I'm also telling you, I could not buy the van that I drive today. Impossible. That in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I sure hope that I heard from the Lord. Because if that's a bad burrito, this is going to get ugly. You know what I'm talking about? And I did not throughout the day say, okay, Lord, like you told me, so when's it going to happen? I had laid it down. And I had stopped thinking about it. And I just, every once in a while, I would just say, thank you, Lord, for my new vehicle. Thank you, Lord. About 4 o'clock, I got a phone call. I had to go meet somebody in Woodruff. And I, and I texted the person and said, hey, can I, can I call you later? I'm, I'm doing this. No problem. Called him back on the way back from Woodruff. And the person said, man, can you tell me what you were doing at such and such a time? And I laughed and said, If I told you, I'm not sure you'd believe me. He said, I bet I would. Why don't you put it to the test? And I said, I had actually just told Jordan at that moment that God had given us a car. And y'all, I'm telling you, this is a true story. And in that moment, he said, the Lord told me to turn my car around and go to this car dealership and look for you a car. And he said, will you come over and meet me at such and such a place? And I was like, sure. But you know what I didn't say? Really? Is that true? I just, I laughed. I want you to know I did laugh. And I said, Lord, you're crazy. But you're awesome. And I need y'all to know that it had nothing to do with me. If y'all think that all of a sudden I had some magic prayer that I could pray, I'd pray it over all of y'all and everybody'd get new cars, right? We'd be Oprah, and you get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car, because it'd be awesome, right? But God's not a magician, and he's not a genie, and he's not up to games. God provides for your day's need every day. And that day, literally, guys, we needed a vehicle. We were borrowing a car from a friend of mine. He needed it back. By the way, he had just, I was borrowing a, uh, Austin's brother's car, and that day he had asked Austin if he could get it back because he needed to fix something in it so his daughter could have it. It's just amazing how you don't even know everything in your life that God knows because he knows everything about you. And here's what I was told by people, y'all, I'm serious. I put it on. Some of y'all saw the Facebook uh, post that we did a video and we were just pumped up and we were celebrating. them. And, and I hope that people knew that we were celebrating God because we didn't do anything other than ob- be obedient and pray. And people said this to me that are well-meaning mean- people. you got to be careful telling people that you can pray that way. Because what if it doesn't happen to them? And here's what I'm telling you. The Bible says that if I have faith of a mustard seed, I can look at that mountain and say, move from here to there. And it will move. But I think the what-ifs are what keeps us from looking at the mountain and saying, move. It's not the fact that I was some amazing Christian all of a sudden. And I know some people thought, he just wants to put that on there because he's doing good. They didn't know that I would cussed that day. They didn't know that I had been mean to my wife that day. They didn't know that I had struggled in my mind that day. And I don't even remember what it was. But I'm telling you, I struggled some way. God is not looking for perfection in you. God's looking for faith in you. He's looking for you to walk. And yes, he changes our want-tos, and yes, when his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven becomes my prayer, and I start becoming more like him, I will be more and more obedient, and it will not be burdensome, First John 5, 3. It will not be burdensome. But it is not about what I do but about my relationship with him and a love relationships and I love you back and I know that you are the provider of everything and you call me to be the head and not the tail, the lender and not the borrower and God, I will walk in you and I will be obedient in everything that you do and today, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, you know what we need and your reputation's on the line and it's literally like this, y'all. It's literally like sitting down at the table and there's nothing to eat. But I set the table And I put the forks down, and I put the fine china down, and I say, Lord, I know you're going to stop the bus. And I know you got the meal ready. And I don't know where this is coming from, but today you know exactly the portion that I need, and I'm thankful. And we're praying a blessing over this meal in Jesus' name, and there's a knock on the door. And God provides. And I think the tension is, God, I don't know what it is that I'm allowed to pray for, but here's what you're allowed to pray for. There's people in this room that own businesses. And your daily portion is 200 employees. And God knows that, and claiming that in Jesus' name is a good thing. Because there's mouths to feed, everybody. And God's not mad at you for having means. And God's not mad at you even if you keep it to yourself. But if you want to see God do something in your life, you'll obey him, and it won't be a burden. And that's when something begins to shift. And that's when it's amazing in what God does. And I'm just here to tell y'all this. The pastor does not have a patent on the Holy Spirit. The pastor's not the one that gets to see God do amazing things. I'm just doing what my job is, but my calling was to him way before it was to stand on a stage. And every one of you can see God do things that are far greater than a car, y'all. A car's not really a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Someone's life is much more valuable. And I believe that's God's call for you. Because here's who our God is, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 8 says, Remove far from me falsehoods. Don't, don't let this be in my life and lying. It'd give me neither poverty nor riches. I don't want to be a person that is known to be rich or known to be poor, and that's all you are, but give me the food that is needful for me today. That's who I want to be in you. And then here's what Moses said in Deuteronomy, and Jesus repeated it when he was being tempted in the wilderness in Deuteronomy Chapter 8, verse, verse 3, he said, and he humbled you and led you hunger. Excuse me, let you hunger. And then he fed you with manna. And for those of you that are hungering today, but it may not be with food, and you're wandering in a wilderness that God never called you to stay in for as long as you've been, and you can just turn to him and say, God, you are my God, and I need this portion today. And when you say it, say it one time and believe it and then thank him for what he's done and lay it down at his feet. Which you did not know, nor did your father know, excuse me, your fathers know, that he might make you know that the man shall not live by bread alone. That none of you are called to live by just bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. And when Jesus was being tempted, he quoted this verse in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. And here's what I believe the Bible means by everything that I've quoted today. And everything that I've read today, all of this stuff, this is what I believe. And I think this may be an aha moment in some of your lives, and maybe some of you have known it forever. But here's the thing. When we start doing what Josh is about to put on the screen, it, something changes. And the way that we pray starts being a little bold. And people that are uncomfortable with that are uncomfortable not because of you, but because of the way they believe God believes about them. Because here's what I believe our calling is when we pray. We claim his promises. What's his promise? That he'll provide every need. That he doesn't give you the house on the hill necessarily. But when my wants line up with his wants, it's cool. You're not sinning. It's not a horrible thing. But then you cast your cares. 1 Peter 5, 7 and 8 says, cast your cares on Jesus Cast your anxiety on Jesus. He cares for you. Here's what the word cast means in the Bible. I'm not going to put up the the Greek word or anything like that, but I thought this was fascinating this week. The word cast is not like to cast a fishing rod, and I think this is what I've done most of my life, y'all. When we have a big issue, when we have a daily need, does it not feel like this? Y'all talk to me. And then you you got it and you're trying to make sure he sees the lure right and so it's shiny and you got the spinner on it and you're making sure it's spinning and you if it's about 20 minutes and you've told the lord then you bring it back in and what do you do again you cast all your cares again and you cast all your cares again and the word cast means to lay down and then thank him for taking them from you and walk away it's not a cast on a line that you pull back in it's to literally lay down and back up and say, now you got it. And here's the thing. What if we actually started doing this? Because we say, I've casted my cares on Jesus, and I just don't understand because you keep picking them back up. You were never called to carry your own burdens. You are called to carry them to his feet, by the way. And if you don't know Jesus, that's the tension, is is, is you can't carry them and just throw them in the air and say, all right, all right, wherever... It's laying them down at his feet saying, Lord, I'm humbling myself before you. If I win the lottery today, I'll still have so many cares and so many burdens and so many anxieties. But if I lay these at your feet, God, you're able to do far exceedingly and abundantly more than I can ask or imagine. And so today I'm I'm claiming them and I'm laying them at your feet. Lord, I'm just claiming your promises. Your promises are good. Your steadfast love. Is, is so good why do you love me why do you look at me I ask the Lord this all the time because he knows my thoughts so I just tell him my thoughts and when I'm angry I tell him I'm angry because he already knows and I say Lord I don't get it man because I don't hate me because I'm so up and down and I forget to pray sometimes and I do all this stuff and I just feel like he looks at us and says because you're an awesome son and because my reputation's on the line not yours son I've clothed you with my glory and honor. And when you walk, you can walk in that freedom. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And every day that you walk, you can walk in my testimony, not yours. You don't have to be what you were. You can be who I am. Because I bought you with a price. The beautiful price of every drop of blood that he spilled. But he didn't do that so he he could show that he loved you. He did it because he loved you and it showed his great love for you. He loved you way before the cross, y'all. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and every word spoken is the truth. And I'm going to take y'all back to a verse that I will quote. I'm just going to warn y'all. I'm going to quote this for the rest of the time that we're together. Man, I hope it's many, many, many years. But if I write a card to y'all, I'll probably put this on the card. And it's the verse that I believe summarizes this entire passage. And if we could live by this, it would change everything. Matthew 6, and 34, but seek first. Like, I think the reason that we can't cast our cares is because Jesus isn't the first option. And so at the last minute when we're on the boat and we've tried so many other things, I think we're like, maybe I can just try this one over here. Maybe this fishing hole will be a good one. He's the only chance. All the other options, y'all, we've all tried them. And they lead to... They lead to struggle and they lead to hopelessness and we're frustrated. Does that mean your life is gonna be perfect? It means your life's gonna be real hard sometimes, but he'll pick you up and he's way better. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, all these things, listen, all of them, not some of them, not part of them, not maybe. Would you could you? Ain't you gonna to I to ask you would you want all of them? All of these things will be added to you. And when I pray this prayer. And I declare this and I claim his promises. I don't say maybe someday God. I say Lord you said and because you said your reputation's on the line because you can't go against your word. So in Jesus name I'm seeking you first. I want the world to know that this ain't about Mark. And if anybody thinks it is they missed everything about this. It's about his kingdom and his glory and his honor and his praise and everything that happens praise the Lord. And because of that And because we want your kingdom to go farther, we will be a church of thousands of people that reach this entire upstate. And it's crazy and it's big, but I think that that's what you called me to do. And if it is, you're going to do it. It doesn't matter. I don't have to preach better. I don't have to have nicer clothes. I don't have to do more. We don't have to have cooler lights. You're going to do it. Because you called us to it and you'll see us through it because you've already seen us through it. So thank you, Lord. And this morning my prayer as I was walking in here is not a number that will show up today but the number of an army that will, that will go throughout this land and see people come to Jesus Christ because we are seeking first the King. And we're claiming His promises because they're already added to us. And so He said, therefore, don't be anxious about all these other things that you have in your life and tomorrow and the next day and all these frustrations because they'll be anxious for themselves. Don't worry, that day will come. But guess what? That manna will come too. And this promise is always there. And if that bill's due on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, and you don't know how it's going to happen, that was funny, and like half of y'all don't get it, but someday you will. But he's like, listen, if you've been foolish and you've done all these things and and, and you're trying to at the last minute come in, I can't make you a promise that I can't keep. But I tell you what, if you're just struggling right where you are, because it's not about money a lot of times, y'all, and you don't know where to turn, if you'd ever seek first the King, this is promised. Because every day has its own trouble. But today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made, and I'll rejoice and be glad in it through thick and thin, in sickness and in health, till death brings me home come on somebody I'm going to give this day to the Lord and I'm going to believe that this is all his and my man is coming from heaven because this isn't praising a blessing and I do believe living this life is the blessed life and it's the best life but we don't celebrate a blessing we celebrate the blesser and then his provision is promised to come but when it comes don't look and say what is it look and say you're awesome and I knew it was coming And in Jesus' name, I'm thankful. That is faith. Faith is not doing these awesome miracles. God didn't call you to do miracles. He'll do the miracle. You just be faithful. And a bunch of y'all need a miracle today. And all he's asking you to do is just walk in faithfulness and seek him first. Will you pray with me? I just want you to answer a couple questions, but I want you to sit in your seat today. No one moving around. Pastor, I could use a miracle in my life and I'm really struggling. I'm not going to ask you to move or get up or do anything. I just want you to say, Pastor, I could really use something today. Will you just pray with me? Just pray with me. If I should, just throw your hand up wherever you are in the room. Thank you, a couple people. If today you need to meet the King for the very first time, I want you to check on the box on the worship guide that you have. I want to trust Jesus and I want you to go to someone at the prayer wall and tell them, that today is the day of salvation and I want to call on the Lord but church this is really a message for you and I just want you to know that you don't have to be where you were you don't have to pray good enough and in a circle hope that you can pray good enough you don't have to close your eyes but you can if it helps you if you're driving and praying please don't because that would be awkward right and you'll wreck and then you'll say God why did I wreck I was praying don't try that it's all boiling down the understanding that God knows every thought that you have and the moment that I cast all my cares on him and I don't take him back up and I look for his rain because it's coming and I can hear the sound of a great and mighty rain and even though there's not a cloud in the sky I know it's coming that's when God moves because he's waiting on your faith God thank you for loving us first thank you for serving us first thank you for being who you are And being so patient and so great and loving us in the way that you do. God, I'm believing that so many people in this room are going to understand that a mighty work and a mighty move of God does not happen because a pastor preaches a good message or an awesome worship team plays. But because a people humble themselves and pray and seek your face. And so, Lord, we're just believing today that you're going to do more than we can ask or imagine. Not for our will, not for our power, not so that our name is great, but because your reputation's on the line because you're the king of all kings. So God, whatever it is that the people that raise their hand need in the daily bread, just provide it because your reputation's on the line and we lay it down at your feet. Jesus, we love you and we're so thankful. You're awesome. And in Jesus' name, we're believing these things. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Y'all stand with us.